Hi everyone and welcome back to Why Wait. I'm Sachi. I'm Vivian. And today we are doing a social distancing episode. So now that we know all about what it means to procrastinate, we're going to talk about how we can stop it. I myself have a procrastination problem, just so you know, so you're not alone. And as we talked about before, even some animal species have the problem. An article that I came across was written for like scientists and researchers in like medical laboratories that were dealing with procrastination. These are like some of the smartest people ever, but they have the same problem that all of us are dealing with. College students are notorious for this kind of behavior. And in one article, it has been estimated that about 85 to 95 percent of college students engage in procrastination, and approximately 75 percent consider themselves procrastinators. Almost 50% procrastinate consistently and problematically. In the article, Procrastination Deadlines and Statutes of Limitation, experts have done a lot, a lot of research and come up with some pretty common ways to face procrastination. And so we're here today to share some of that with you. Now, the first step to solving any problem is to identify it. If you know how and why you're procrastinating, you'll have an easier time figuring out how to stop it. It might be a good idea to keep a sort of log. That way you can see what you're procrastinating on, how, and why. For me, it was pretty obvious which classes I was most likely to, to delay working on and what activities I wanted to try to avoid. Once I figured out what it was that I was procrastinating on, it was easier to move forward on how to stop them. Yeah, for me, it was mostly just like starting things, especially like bigger projects, especially with like classwork. Um, the more I thought about it, the more I dreaded even getting up and doing it. And honestly, sometimes I would hate even thinking about it. That's a good example because whenever you have a really big project, it might seem like a huge daunting task, but there are ways to break it down and make it easier to deal with. So the next step is to make an active decision to improve upon it. There's no time like the present. And you can have a planner or a to-do list to make sure you know what you need to be doing. And you have to remember to prioritize and do the important things first, because whatever is due first or whatever has a more impact on your grade, those are things you need to take care of before the less important things. That might be a little bit easier, but they're not as important to get done. And as we said before, it might help to break down the process into more manageable steps. If it's like a huge, scary project, instead of worrying about the whole thing at once, just focus on the next part that you have to work on. And do if you go one step at a time and only do one thing at a time, you can just worry about um, the next interval of the project instead of the whole big scary part. Um, this is a good trick to stay focused because you can concentrate on small steps. Things won't always go as planned because it's very difficult to change deeply established bad habits. Um, you'll have to be persistent and self-disciplined. Something that might help is remembering that giving up won't solve the problem. In fact, it'll probably just make it worse because that's how this procrastination thing started anyway, right? A way to be disciplined is to envision your end goal and then yourself actively working to complete it. Think about the long-term benefits that will come out of finishing whatever you need to be working on right now. It's definitely easier than done because we talked about how in previous episodes we're more concerned about the present than the future. But you have to make the effort and at least try. Yeah, and also try to create a healthy working environment free from the things that usually distract you. So I need my phone to be in another room where I'm going to spend hours looking at memes, going on social media, 
um, TikTok is the problem for me recently. Actually, not just recently, just, in, yeah. Uh, this is especially important now that we're in the middle of a pandemic and we're all working on learning from home. If you're in your room, don't lie on your bed. Try to sit at a table or something, a flat surface. Try to maintain a normal and reasonable sleep schedule so you don't get too far to sink. I know some people, they've been sleeping. They're pretty much nocturnal at this point. And yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't know how to do it. And the Keep thing is, we still have online school. So like, how are they doing their work? Yeah, probably through answers. <laughs> Keep your workplace clean and cut clutter free. And make sure to organize your supplies so that you can find the things that you need easily. Um, a lot of scientists and health experts are recommending that people maintain as much of a normal routine as possible. If you start to feel negative, which can definitely happen, convince yourself that what you're doing is important. The whole procrastination thing has a lot of different psychological aspects. Procrastination is caused because of negative feelings, but it can also cause more negative feelings, leading to this dreaded cycle. Being mentally strong is really the only way to be able to escape the cycle of procrastination. And then Victor Parachin in his article called Don't Put It Off suggests applying the Joshua factor, which can be summarized in this sentence, keep marching on anyway. And so basically you just have to keep going. It'll get bad, but don't but remember like your end goal and what you're going to get out of finishing all these things. Don't be afraid to tell others about your commitment. Um, supportive friends and family will only help you with your new productivity goals. And finally, you have to reward yourself for the progress that you do make and forgive yourself for your mistakes. Um, Charlotte Lieberman from the New York Times says that you should forgive yourself as a number of students in a part of the study did. In forgiving themselves for procrastinating last time, they were able to help avoid procrastination the next time. Self-compassion is a word that she used in her article numerous times. Several studies show that self-compassion supports motivation and personal growth. Not only does it decrease psychological distress, which we now know is a primary culprit for procrastination, it also actively boosts motivation, enhances feelings of self-worth, and fosters positive emotions like optimism, wisdom, curiosity, and personal initiative. Best of all, self-compassion doesn't require anything external just a commitment to meeting your challenges with greater acceptance and kindness rather than ruminations and regret. Mistakes happen, but you can't let them stop you. Now we all know what happens when our tasks have a deadline. We rush at the last minute to complete it just in time. But what about the things that don't have a deadline, things that are long-term? And they might not be like tasks or assignments for school, but things that are part of our day-to-day -day lives. Tim Urban has this TED Talk, and it's called Inside the Mind of a Master Procrastinator. I definitely recommend checking it out because it's very informative. He has an interesting perspective. The logic he applies to procrastination is simple. We all try to have fun in the present, as what he calls the instant gratification monkey takes over the rational decision maker in our heads. When a deadline approaches, the panic monster scares away the harmful instant gratification monkey, and we are finally able to work. However, he points out that there are many important things we have to work on that don't have a specific time frame, such as spending time with friends and family, or exercising and being healthy, or working on a relationship and getting out of one that isn't working. If procrastinators avoid working out these problems for a long time, they could result in some serious physical or psychological problems. This is why long-term procrastination is so bad. 
He, show, he also shows a chart during his presentation that has a number of boxes across it. And the purpose of this graphic is to show how many weeks are in the life of a 90-year-old person. And it really isn't that many. Like, they all easily fit onto one slide. It really puts into perspective how important it is that we begin today, because otherwise we might never get the chance. So we really hope that this can help all of you the way that it has helped us. Procrastination can really suck, and what we want to do is give some advice, talk about it, and try to do it. So thank you everyone for listening, and be sure to check out our next episode on Why Wait. Make sure to check out our website, whywaiteye.weebly.com, for more information and for more links um, outside of this podcast.